Hey, this is Chad Gardner from King's Kaleidoscope, and you're listening to the Church Collective Podcast. That's right. This is episode number 49 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, Miles and I talked with Chad from King's Kaleidoscope uh, just about their new project, worship in general, and uh, it was really cool to kind of hear his heart and, and get a vibe from him on where he thinks worship is going. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 49. Yeah, I mean, we we did have some songs that didn't make it on the record. Um, upwards of maybe like six that wow. are just make might get recorded later. Um, but I kind of have always wanted to just put out a large album, and I don't know why. I think for Kings, uh, having released four EPs over the last four years and not having had the opportunity to release a full length, sort of felt like we were sitting on a ton of material. And um, so we just tried to breathe new life into it. And, you know, at the same time, we were writing new songs. So there's still stuff that feels really fresh to us. And there's not really stuff that feels like it's been sitting around for a long time or anything. But I think we just had a lot of material. And we wanted to make it cohesive. So we did, you know, there's a few interludes on the record and stuff like that. But um and it just kind of highlights who we are as a band. There's 10 of us, and there's lots of different um, feels, and people come from all kinds of different musical backgrounds. And I think the record just it kind of reflects all that. So, Awesome. Right on. Um, so speaking of musical backgrounds, um, I know one of, one of our guys, um, Chris, had some questions about that, and it looks like you guys even connected on um, social media. But um, just for people who are going to be listening, I know people are curious, and we chatted a little bit about this last time we spoke, and you were talking about doing some DJing stuff, and that's kind of where mm-hmm. a lot of the sampling comes from. But just talk about sort of like growing up, your how you got into like playing music, recording, and even how yeah. you got together with the, the people that are in the band now. Yeah, so I grew up uh, in a really musical family, always doing um, church music. Um, I can't think of anybody in my family that didn't play an instrument or was in choir or something like that, all the way through my extended family. And so I grew up playing piano, drums, and singing, uh, but what I really wanted to do was be a DJ. So in middle school and high school, I started, uh, I kind of fell in love with hip-hop, became a hip-hop DJ made beats for all my friends who could rap and started, you know, DJing all my like high school parties and stuff like that. And, uh, even like the school ones, like in middle school, I would get called to the counselor's office to people would think I would get in trouble, but I was just negotiating how much to get paid to DJ the, <laughs> the dances coming up. <laughs> That's awesome. Which was awesome. Yeah. It was a perfect, perfect job growing up. Um, that's kind of how I learned how to, think about music as far as like writing it and putting it together. So like even like my high school bands and stuff, I always had like a DJ in them um, and like, you know, a saxophone player. Just that whole kind of like roots vibe. And then um, when it came time to build King's Kaleidoscope as part of a church plant, um, you know, I had just been – my high school bands had been a blending of I'm wanting to play real instruments and – 
write songs and I have this whole background and understanding of like sampling and gathering music from like tons of different sources. And so I think that's kind of how so many people ended up in the band because I wanted to be able to have lots of different textures and sounds and stuff. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Um, yeah. Um, so as far as like, um, you mentioned church plants, I know you guys were a part of, of, um, Mars Hill for a while, and so you know that that's a recent transition out of out of that scene, and um, you know signing with Tooth and Nail and all that. Um, you know, get as detailed or not as you want, but like, um, kind of what was that transition out of there, and how has that been for you guys as a band, and kind of looking forward, and um, maybe even like you know local church ministry now, um, kind of mm-hmm. on the other side of things there. Yeah. Um... The transition itself is pretty brutal. I won't go into details, but yeah, it's been fine. a freaking hard year. Um, but I would say that where I'm really, really enjoying uh, corporate worship right now is in. A, I'm part of a uh, Presbyterian church currently that's way more liturgical, and it has been extremely refreshing to have um, a lot of what we do corporately be readings and uh, call and responses and scripture. And uh, the music is also like really excellent. The guy that's doing it is, uh, he like went to school for music. So he actually like knows more than just like chord charts and stuff. So he arranges, he arranges like horns and strings all the time, but he also like Nice. shreds on guitar nice. and he went to school for drum performance so he's like dang wow. amazing. <laughs> cool. yeah he's amazing but for me it's just giving me the perspective of like like modern worship music has its place um for me like when i look ahead and i see like what the future is though like in seattle as far as like churches i'm you know i want to be a part of and stuff like that it's been interesting because my current read and vibe is that actually the most missional thing is something more traditional and liturgical because it's so explained. Um, there's so much, there's so much clear communication in services that are structured like that. So I know I'm just vamping right now on stuff, but yeah, that's good. it's no, been that's... really, it's been really inspiring for me coming from a place where, you know, it was like rock band every week. That was totally awesome. Um, but it's been amazing because I'm in a, and I've been, you know, we, my wife and I have been like visiting lots of different churches and there's lots of great stuff going on, but it's been really encouraging to be like, wow, this actually feels like the most missional church I've been in in a while because it's so clearly communicated and it's not trying to be anything other than just church. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. And the church, the band has kind of dispersed to go into a couple different churches and some of them still have more modern worship stuff and um and others don't so yeah Yeah. why do you why do you think like this is obviously becoming a trend like this liturgy especially for younger people in the church like what what do you think what do you think at this time do you think that's that's something that's really resonating with people um i mean my i would i would say like two and these are just these are just you know subtle observations and kind of gut gut instincts for me but one would just be that it's you know just a pendulum swing. The last twenty years have been um, you know bright lights and like rock bands, and mm. um, you know the pendulum always swings. And so for all of us that grew up in those churches, 
they don't feel new. They feel like, hey, yeah, this, you know, I understand this. Possibly, that's a possibility. It doesn't feel like that as much for me because I still have King's Kaleidoscope as a band. But I do think that another thing is, I think that silence and space is exceedingly, exceedingly rare for mm. our generation. Like, yeah. I mean, it's extremely rare. And so when you have a service that's, you know, contemplative can be a bad word, but that it literally has like silence or space or <clears throat> time to reflect. Um, and even just patterns, like where you do the same thing every Sunday, like, like spiritual disciplines are so hard to have when you're addicted to, you know, and the internet basically via right. Twitter and Instagram. And if we grew, if, if my generation has grown up on that, like, it's extremely attractive to have something that's the same every week that leaves you time to pause, that forces you to, you know, read scripture out loud with other people. Like that's, it's incredibly refreshing. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting too that even just that word, like liturgical, um, sort of has a negative connotation almost like in sort of modern church context. And um, I know, they, like, any, I mean, you think of it as like any order of a service is like a liturgy. Yeah, it's, you just don't it's all, call it that. It still is a liturgy. It's yeah. just, I mean, a, one, one more quick thing is like the reality is anybody walking into a church has to learn that church's subculture to mm-hmm. some extent. Like every church has a subculture. Yep. There's a subculture of musical language, of the liturgy language. You know, every church has a liturgy. And for me, it's kind of like, if you already have to learn a language, why not learn some of the traditional church language that's been used for years and years and years? Because you're already going to have to be relearning modern church language every five years if your church wants to be you know, more in a tractional model. So there's already a learning curve. I think people are trying to avoid it for so long by being <laughs> relevant. Yeah. But it's like even being relevant is like you still are constantly teaching a language to your right. church, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're that's doing, at least what I, I've been chewing on all that recently. Oh, that's good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. That's interesting too, which sort of like the whole contemporary, you know, air quotes, contemporary right. worship music is like, you know, they have like a contemporary sound, but you're doing, you know, Hillsong from like eight years ago. And it's like, how is that contemporary anymore? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the liturgy thing for sure. I mean, like our church here, um, you know, on the central coast is like, it's, I wouldn't say traditional, but I wouldn't say it's like super modern either. Um, You know, but it's not like what you would consider like a liturgical traditional church. But at the same time, you know, we still have like the call to worship where it's, you know, the pastor call and response and we've got scripture reading and, you know, we do the same setup every single week in the same order. You know, every once in a while it'll switch up where the announcements go or something like that. But um, yeah, so any church you're going to find that, um, Mm -hmm. like you said, every church has a liturgy, every church you're going to walk into, even if it's you know, uh, something like a Mars Hill or like something like the rock in San Diego where it's, um, you know, big lights, big production, they still have their order and their liturgy of sure. what's going on. So but that's cool. It's, I like, I like how you phrase that too. Like it was refreshing for you to be in that, um, yeah. that new environment. I think that's, um, like Ryan was saying, it's a kind of a, a trend with, yep. um, with younger, the younger generation. It's, yeah, it's cool to hear about. Um, neat. Um, so tours coming up, um, dates you guys have, kind of what areas you're going to be hitting just so people out there can, um, get ready to get online, get yeah. their tickets. Yeah. It's, uh, 
it's gonna be a West Coast tour. It's sort of a short run, but we're gonna be uh, you know ending it with a, with a big, another big show in Seattle. And um, you know they're 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 playing with us for our album release this next Monday. Awesome, the Crocodile Downtown, and then they're they have a release show to you know two weeks later. Yeah, <laughs> right. So our albums are coming out at the same time, and I mean you know the band has been in the mode of like just setting us up as like an actual business and trying to figure things out. Like nice. I uh, I've been trying to figure that out, and so the idea of just like being a band again and just playing music all the time feels like really attractive right now. It's like we just want to play music and like get tight again and just like be able to share music with people, you know, because we've kind of been in this. You get bored of like, you know, even though it's really fun, like you get bored of building a website and playing social media and designing a T-shirt, and, you know, stuff like that. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's a fun, it's fun stuff to do, but it's like at some point – when do we just get to like play music we can sing with people, you know? Sure. So we're excited for that. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, so West coast, are you down like LA area? You going all the way down to San Diego? Yeah. I'm not even sure the dates or the locations yet, but I don't think we're going to be all the way down to San Diego, but definitely SoCal. Um, I think we might try to get back up to Vancouver again soon. Oh, cool. But, um, yeah, just I think like mostly, you know, SoCal, Northern California, Oregon, maybe, um, and then yeah, we're just like, you know, it's it's a weird position for us because we have EPs out, and a lot of church folk kind of know of us, but you know, from an industry perspective, we're, we're basically a new band. Like we've never toured ever. We don't have a full length record out. Um, and so for us, like, we just, we kind of feel like babies, you know, mm. we've just been like doing our thing, having fun. And it's like, yeah, we'll just, even with this record, it's like, we just made it because we loved it. And it's what we wanted to do and kind of see who likes it, you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. and I'm not really too worried about like people like not feeling it and stuff. I'm just kind of like, I love it. And that's why I made it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, for sure. it's kind of simple, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, I was talking to, um, when Zach first told me about this, I started exploring the option of getting you guys to our church um, oh, that'd be great. here and doing something um, sort of just a big, like almost like a youth event kind of a deal. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's a uh, possibility that we're exploring. <laughs> but I would, yeah, I would love to to get you guys here. And a lot of our we do uh, we do some of your guys' songs and we do some of um, Citizens citizens and saints uh songs Uh, (laughs) i gotta i gotta remember that um and we do some of that stuff in in our youth group um and the students really dig it they really really like it and um so it'd be it would just be a neat experience to have have you guys live here it'd be really cool but um awesome yeah so tour that's really good stuff um yeah it's is that that's kind of a change for you guys because you were sort of the week in week out multiple services a day you know Mm -hmm killing yourselves on a Sunday <laughs> worship yeah, band and totally I mean yeah. it's still it's still difficult for our band because most people have jobs and we're so big so but uh you know we we definitely want to be able to support this album by sharing it that way and playing live but you know the fly outs or the the weekend one-off gigs are definitely more easy for us to do as a band so being out for a week is going to be like 
it's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be like a vacation for us, but yeah. it's rare. It's rare, you know. Yeah, is that like pe- people in the band just like taking off work, like time off of yeah. work and stuff? Cool. They just take time off work, uh, or you know, some of them have flexible jobs, but or they can like work on the road kind of thing, you know. Nice. App, app developers, or I don't know. There, yeah, there's all, <laughs> right. All the tech jobs, jobs all now that you can. Yeah, all the tech jobs. Yeah. Right exactly. on. That's that's nice. That's helpful for sure. Yeah. Totally. Cool. Cool, good stuff. Um, yeah, we got about what, five minutes left. Ryan, you got anything? Um, I guess my question too, like from going, Miles mentioned, you guys kind of were just doing service after service on the weekends. You got any advice for the worship leader that hears that? I'm sure as they're listening, they're like, ah, that's me every week. <laughs> like, you, yeah, you got yeah. any any encouragement for them? I'd like to hear like maybe what your guys' process were for keeping healthy spiritually while you're doing worship for so many services, you know, week totally. in, week out. Man, um, well, it's funny because I would say, I mean, I, I envy that that position right now. <laughs> Not being <laughs> in, it, in a sense, like I, um, I would say just like I would encourage guys or gals to really see like what a blessing it is to be able to have that as a routine in your life where you know that every single week you're getting to lead worship and you're getting to sing and um, – sing with people like it's it's such a blessing i mean even even in this season for me not i've missed it a ton um and i think when it feels like a grind you know um is is when you've got to really just like get your strength and your energy and your um inspiration from the holy spirit through prayer and through scripture like there's there's not really another answer i can't (laughs) i can't give like tips like when I would feel burned out, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to, I'm not a performer at church. I mean, I am in a sense, but like, I don't want this to feel like I'm faking it. I don't want to feel like I'm trying to manipulate somebody. So I just need God to do work in my heart to where he's moving me and I'm able to be moved on stage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Kings, we would, we would pray almost every set, um, you know, before we, like if we did before and after the sermon, like we would, we, our, our, uh, our kind of mantra prayer was Holy Spirit, um, you know, fill us, help us to sing your praises. And uh, we would just say this phrase all the time, which was just like, help us so we don't have to fake anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we actually want to see you, Jesus. We want it to be real. Like, we don't yeah. want to be, we don't want to be manipulating ourselves or anybody else. Like, this, this would be the worst job and this would suck to volunteer and do this if this wasn't for real. So show us your glory so that we can actually be for real and, you know, 100% authentic when we walk on stage. Yeah. That's great. That's great yeah. stuff. Yeah, really, really good encouragement for sure. Um, last question I had was um, if, you know, you've got people out there, churches all over the place trying to put bands together and, um, mm-hmm. you know, some are rotating models, some are just kind of set bands like what, what you guys were doing. Do you have any advice for sort of the band leader who's looking for, musicians to gather up and kind of put a, a group together um you're talking about like a band more than a team it, yeah yeah mm. man that's such a hard question to answer I, I think you know where i'm currently at right now is when i think about going back to lead at a church the most important things for me once again are like understanding what I'm actually doing as far as where I'm at in the liturgy, 
what the message I'm trying to thread is and the songs I'm picking. And when it comes to the band, it's like most churches, I feel like are small enough that it's sort of like who's on deck. I know that, you know, not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know there's like big churches, people that listen to this were like, well, I got to pick between three drummers. How do I find the right style of drummer? Right. But most churches are like a hundred people. And it's sort of like, in that sense, I think, you know, my encouragement is if your job is to like be a worship leader week in and week out, you will be so blessed by understanding music theory and different instruments and the way they work. Like, it will just answer so many of those questions for you where you can actually be training and teaching people that aren't necessarily ace players, you know, because not everybody has the luxury of being a part of a mega church to be, right. which guitar player is, do I want to shred with me this weekend? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's like most of the times it's like, all right, how, how is this person going to sing harmonies with me? You know, and if yeah. you have no idea, that's hard. So mm-hmm. I think education is like really important on the musical side of things mm. for a lot of people. Cool. Awesome. Good. Good stuff. Well, uh, yeah, we're on time. We'll let you get on to your next thing. Um, and yeah, dude, Chad, really appreciate your time, man. Uh, really stoked to talk to you. Stoked for the album. It's really, really good stuff. That's it for this week's episode. As always, please head to thechurchcollective.com and connect with us. We want to connect with you, connect you with others. God bless you today.